<laughs> Woo! Yeah! Another episode! Woo! Man, we had that weird hiatus like two weeks ago. So glad we're back. Matt, we even have stuff to kind of talk about this week. I'm pretty pumped. Yeah, we got a lot of stuff. Am I, uh, question we're posing today. Mike may actually have some staying power. People might actually watch this episode. Yeah. Maybe not tomorrow. Maybe a week from now. Maybe two weeks from now. Maybe a year from now. <laughs> Matt, I'm very excited. Here we go, buddy. Matt and everybody else. Hello. Welcome to a WWE Shade Slinging. Commentary fumbling. Uh, 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 Anyway, Matt, we're going to talk the tag team top 50. We're going to be celebrating it all over this episode. Matt, it's the Brothers of Discussion. Yes. We're going to take a look at WWE's top 50 tag teams. Uh, Put together a top five of our own. Matt, I put together, I would say, uh, the funnest top five. And uh, hopefully, judging by some of the giggles when I bring up some of their career accolades, uh, you'll join in as well. And finally, Matt, the, the midweek festival of friendship celebration. As both NXT and AEW are on at reasonable hours again. Matt, no, no more of this pandering to the uh, West Coast uh, with this 10 p.m. Friday night start time for AEW Dynamite. Matt, things are kind of getting back to normal. I haven't been this excited since we ended COVID. <laughs> Matt, it's been a hot... Spicy week and actually getting pretty mild here for the big uh, July 4th holiday here. Matt, how are things at the Casa de Eddie? How are things? It, it's gonna it's gonna heat up. It's gonna be like 90, I think, at the start of next week, which, um, you know, as global warming has its way with the planet, uh, not as hot, you know, Canada just broke a record for the hottest temperature it's ever recorded. Um, so we're not gonna get that hot, but uh, it, it's gonna get a little bit hotter. Um, I- I was actually just listening to uh, Conan O'Brien interview Bill Burr, and he's telling people to like calm down about you know when things upset you on social media or you see you know problems that are bothering you, I, you know don't worry about them; they're going to get solved. I mean, not not global warming, but a lot of the other problems are probably going to be okay. <laughs> <laughs> I Man. love that his like. His stylings or like his general direction had gone it like you you could reasonably say it's skewed. He probably even said so. It's skewed like libertarian. But even the way the planet's going right now, like he was still like, nah, I can't do it anymore. I got I gotta fuck this. <laughs> I don't terrible even... impression. But I gave it a shot. Um I'm okay. He was even, I mean, he's even with uh, Bill Burr, who I think he he loosens a lot of uh, sphincters, you know, as far as uh, saying things you probably wouldn't normally say. Um, So even with, you know, Bill Burr opening up the filters, uh, Conan still made that comment. But Matt, where can the beautiful people find everything, brothers of discussion? I I meant uh, meant Bill Burr making that. Uh, That was my Bill Burr impression. That was a Bill Burr? Not that my was, Conan impression. That was so not a Bill Burr. I assumed it was your Conan. That was that needs <laughs> that needs some work. Matt, where can the beautiful people find us? And uh, you can find us at uh, brothersindiscussion.com, bodpodcast.com, at bodpodcast on Twitter. You can see in the upper left corner. If you are watching on YouTube, please go to the bottom right corner and hit subscribe. Don't forget to hit those notifications so you never miss a beat with the brothers of discussion. Because Mike, there's nothing better than a live BOD dynamite. 
Uh, wait. It's, uh, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> nothing, nothing like fresh uh, PO. Gotcha. Ah, stupid JR. He's old. Um, I'm sure. How dare you? I'm uh, breaking the fourth wall here, uh, sharing everything to Facebook and Twitter. There we go. Um, Amy, how are you doing? Thank you for joining. Fethdar, how are you, my Fethdar. man? Good to see you back. Um, all right. So, Mike, we have a lot of things that AEW um, mentioned WWE in a couple of different ways this week. I'm very uh, excited I, to talk about like the tag team stuff, but we got we got to give this at least a few minutes uh, yeah, because it, I, it really made people explode. <laughs> I this is the thing for from my point of view is I I actually was like, all right, you know what I'm going to do this week on Twitter? Like this is this is the little background you see behind the scenes here. I, I'm going to go to trends and I'm going to try and jump on some of those trends and I'm I'm going to talk about what everybody else is talking about. And I tried it twice this week and both times. It was about AEW talking about WWE. Uh, the first time, yes, Mike, you're typing it in the notes right now. Bully Ray's comments. Here we go. I'm going to stay in your fucking lane is what uh, Bully Ray said. Uh, now, what Eddie Kingston said, and this is what Bully Ray's talking about, was uh, you're not going to see this on the other show. You're not going to see Jungle Boy on the other channel. Uh, we care about you. They don't care about you. They don't care about the audience. All right, so that was more like a Taz, also mixed with a 12-year-old, you know, <laughs> pre-impubescent. <laughs> Less Eddie Kingston, more child, more, more Taz. I thought that was it. another uh, attempt at Conan O'Brien. You're, you're getting deeper. Yeah. Oh, that was Bill Burr again. Okay. <laughs> Good one, man. So here's, here's, of course, he's referencing WWE. Uh, Eddie even spoke about it later and said, um, this is him supporting his, uh, this is him supporting his company. Uh, this is him doing the rah-rah. This is him being a fan of what he does. Now, <clears throat> in his comparison to what, like, this is what he likened it to. He said, this would be similar to the, uh, the NFL saying it's better than the NBA or the NHL. Now, Eddie, valiant effort. Here's here's my first thought. And I've said it a million times on the show. They absolutely need to cut this shit out and just focus on AEW. I I, I jumped on the trend and I completely agreed with Bully Ray. Eddie Kingston with his flub of comparing and, and saying, like, we I want to play this game a little bit, and saying that the NFL would do this or that the NBA would do this to the NHL is laughable. Like, um, it, or that the NFL would do it to the NBA. Like they know who the King is. The NFL is the King. The NFL is never going to talk about the NBA, the NHL or major league baseball, unless it's, you know, like not even joking. No, they're never going to mention it. They know they are the only thing that matters. So, to what Eddie was bringing up, like almost helped make the point that we've been making since AEW started. Watch commercials for Sprint and and um, you know AT and T. They who's still around? They all they do is talk about like we're getting almost as good as Verizon. Oh, we're so close now. Granted, the last few weeks I've turned really sour on WWE. It's been really easy for me to skip shows. Um, and just, you know, catch up later, 
sticking to NXT. Like that, then I just go, what do I want to watch? I want to watch NXT. Yeah. So it's not like what Eddie's saying is wrong, but what you're doing is the loser's mentality. You saying these things is 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 the sore loser sort of mentality. And this here's the best example because we're talking about entertainment. Best example is in the later seasons of one of my favorite shows of all time, Scrubs, which I highly recommend you don't watch because it has not aged well. Very racist. <laughs> um, it's just one of those things where you go, wow, this is an awful, ter terrible writing. Um, anyway, in the later seasons, they used to keep coming back to the fact that a show called House copied the main character one of the main characters from scrubs and they did it all the time and even focused an entire episode on this house would win awards the actor who played the said copied character would win awards scrubs would win nothing would never even be nominated what i saw when i saw that live was just a angry little kid who's like i came up with that character i should get all the awards and that's coming from a guy who said that was his favorite show. Uh, I had all the DVDs. I actually kind of like I, that John C. McKinley episode, if I may. <clears throat> Where he's got a cane. And yeah, he's, he's got a cane. He's living around. Problem. House style. Yeah. Um, we're, we're definitely aging this podcast uh, by bringing up, was it like early 2000s sitcom? Um, well, point being, I mean, I, I just want to bring it to the fact that that was my favorite show, and I was watching it going, Ugh. oh, man, this is, yikes. I think, uh, I think DreamWorks would definitely, you know, throw some shade at Pixar. I don't think Disney and Pixar have ever said Dream and Works together, and they're literally <laughs> the Dream Studios on the Florida campus. Um yeah, I, I think that uh, part of Eddie Kingston's problem is that every time an ex-WWE guy comes over, they cut some promo like that. And to an extent, I think it kind of works because Cody was misused. So he does have room to say something. Jericho, you know, lost to Fandango at WrestleMania. I think he's got room. Um, Miro, as Rusev, you know, criminally underused. Another guy, absolutely. Go ahead and say something. But Eddie Kingston, eh, unless you know, we all kind of had that smarky knowledge that he auditioned for them, and they said, "Nah, you're not the type that we're looking for." And we all know that this guy's a legend on the microphone. Uh, when when Bully Ray was you know undressing this uh, promo by Kingston, he even you know prefaced it by saying, "If I had to you know basically pick somebody to give a promo to save my life." I would pick Eddie Kingston. You know, he's one of the, the greatest, you know, ever. Like, the delivery, uh, the conviction. I don't, nobody's doubting that. But I would give it a rest. I, I at this point, unless it's, you know, Nikki Cross uh, leaving WWE. Uh, you know, it, because, you know, we, we were kind of, Obviously, we're kind of torn uh, with her new superhero angle because we want the best for her. But, you know, if she said, you know, right. they didn't quite give me what it's got to be somebody like that. It's got to be somebody who was, you know, um, kind of buried on the card, never given a chance to shine. I think you can still kind of get away with those because there's still some honesty behind it. But Kingston, there's a better way to toss up, you know, AEW as, uh, you know, being in the upper echelons of the gods. And uh, I don't think that, you know, continually jabbing like that is is the best way to do it. Um, so, I, I, you know, it's 
I don't know if it's not as bad as that weird Cody promo about uh, uh, race relations, uh, but you know it's not 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 people's favorite, and for for good reason. And I think it's going to be fine because the next thing he says is probably going to be dazzling and hilarious and intellectual, and will touch us in some way that you know few wrestling uh, speakers can. So this is definitely not one of his best, and. I think we'll be fine going forward, but this one definitely uh, try to forget as soon as you can. Yeah, and I I I hope that at some point the the guys who need to give their promos for the chance they weren't given in WWE eventually falls like it the they get the monkey off their back because uh, you know like you mentioned Cody Rhodes I mean he's running his own company now I'd like to think that's where you want that's the laser beam focus i i don't know all right so mike the wwe's mentioned again in aew programming uh well we should point out too like i don't i don't think i did say this but that eddie kingston thing was off air but certainly on air as we sign off jr let us know or ask the question is there anything better than a live wwe dynamite Ooh. and uh oh as my phone auto corrected as i can see now JR ducked up again. So Matt <laughs> Matt ducked up while he was putting his notes in there. So it happens. Uh, but certainly, Mike. Uh, as I was, I, I had a conversation this morning on Twitter when I when I made my jokes. Um, brought up the old SpongeBob gif. How many times do we have to teach you this lesson, old man? <laughs> oh, I love the young people. Listen. Um, I mean, you know, the, the the greats make mistakes. You know, Marv Albert's about to retire, and he's been making mistakes recently. Mike Breen's getting up there; he's been, you know, making some some oopses. Um, and I, I get it. You know, weird. it's they've been in the game for a while. They're they're older guys. Um, I just it's just so funny that I they have to realize, you know, they're not as sharp as they were in their prime. It, it's going to happen to us. Uh, I, for the big go home promo, I probably would have gave it to Excalibur or Shivani or geez, even Jericho to announce, you know, the, the, the start of going live again, um, you know, for AEW that they're leaving Daly's place, but you know, he's got that iconic voice and sometimes we got to go through a few fumbles and bumbles. Um, I, I can't hate him, but I, I just, it does surprise me that they haven't quite like, uh, I well, you know, changed changed the production. Fumbles and bumbles, fine. This is this is another. This is the opportunity, though, Mike, that we need as wrestling fans to ask AEW to just let go. Like, it's not like he's bringing. He all he brings right now is the nostalgic voice because he's not saying he's not giving us great content if he doesn't fumble. What has he given us? Did we really need to hear him say nothing better than AW Dynamite? Like, no, I didn't need to hear that. Uh, <laughs> he's he's not giving us his best JR, and he's clearly messing up uh, every chance he gets. And he puts down the the divisions that are represented in AEW all the time on accident. Surely he's not trying to do it, but the problem is that he's trying to look really smart, and in doing so, he puts down the talent that's in front of him. Um, Do you think so, it's weird that they had a like pre-recorded segment and then they rolled the dice on their iffiest commentator to do a live announcement of it? <laughs> Why don't we pre-record that? I don't know. It's I, just, can't, I can't, you know, I can't, I can't kill him. 
I mean, I, 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 I say bowling shoe <laughs> ugly in my Get everyday vernacular. Um, <laughs> put a couple in the back of his head. Okay. <laughs> give him his give him his favorite <laughs> treat in the backyard. Put him down. Uh, no, we're just giving him a lot of we're giving him a lot of flack. It's a it's a very difficult job, but I'm just surprised that after so many um, that they they didn't kind of pivot away or just kind of pre-record. Just kind of kind of an odd decision there. But uh, oh, man. I got a <laughs> this is from our other show, of course. North Moto coming in with the Red Wing Dick. He's looking for his T-shirt. Um, you know what, North Moto, while you're here, did we get your, your email so I could start making that for you? So I can start, I can start, uh, workshopping what the Red Wing dick is going to be. <laughs> check out, check out Red Wing's rant. Uh, when we go, uh, we'll post the episodes every, uh, Monday and Thursday. You guys can see what we're talking about there. Inside jokes. Hey, that's what YouTube channels are all about. Okay. <clears throat> Mike, uh, you're you're not ready to get rid of Finally. JR. Uh, you're okay if uh, AEW mentions WWE, kind of. Matt, we're on Can the we payroll. Agree? Everything they do is great. What a promo by Kingston. Shut Heck of an introduction by JR. Loved it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, isn't it so cute when he messes up for the millionth time and we could just have anybody, any other human do this job? Huh. <laughs> we owe him the world. Why? All right, Mike, moving on. New <laughs> I'm not saying you're saying that. I'm just that's that's what that's the argument. I I'm, I'm sick of it. Just get rid of the old man. We're I'm good. Um should I do that? Is that fair? Is that I end the argument like that and I don't give you another shot? Go ahead, Matt. You okay. did. <laughs> Let's do the fun part of this. This is what I'm excited about. New Day listed as the greatest tag team of all time by WWE. Mike, here's my tweet today. I know I keep saying as if the breaking news is my my Twitter. Um, Matt, Matt broke the news today on our Twitter feed. <laughs> um, I I said first of all these lists are just for fun, so I can't get angry about it. Um, number two. I think we are going to look back at this tag team and go, holy crap. Uh, like these guys at some point have all become world champions. This really was one of the greatest tag teams slash factions ever. Uh, that, you know, I'm talking like 10, 15 years down the road here. Uh, number three, Mike, in, in an era where WWE was labeled as like the dead tag team era, they stayed relevant and were like, so relevant that they were all over the map. Xavier Woods now has shows on the, the new restarted G4 channel for, for doing video game shows. I mean, his YouTube channel speaks for itself. Like, th that guy is a celebrity uh, in his own right. And um, for that matter, we kept, we kept seeing Usos and New Day matches. Um, Jesus. I mean, back-to-back pay-per-views, but we didn't care. Like, at this point now, if we see two matches, two of the same matches in, you know, back-to-back -back Monday Night Raws, uh, we're gavabining all over ourselves, but that was what we were begging for, was another Usos and New Day. 
about and that's because they were so talented and they would refresh everything and again i, I say they did this during an era where uh tag team wrestling in the wwe was was certainly not a priority and like i said uh some labeled it as a dead era in in wwe history for tag team wrestling but uh mike gotta say and and you pointed this out to me when this first happened uh so hopefully i can pull this up i'm, I'm not going to be able to um <laughs> the logo if i may or the mascot for the new day and getting past wwe pr the <laughs> blind unicorn <laughs> yeah that's uh not um, suitable for work don't look that up on urban dictionary if you needed you, uh... four reasons if you needed four reasons to respect these guys uh that's it right there um so I, i'm throwing those out there the blind unicorn making this uh division Just if you if you look it up make sure you look up the text do not do a google image search those <laughs> images will haunt your memory for the rest of your days that's what i should have um, brought up I should have just. So uh, <laughs> I was trying well, to make up the uh, logo and I can't get it. All right, but go ahead, Mike. Matt, uh, yeah, we they have the top fifty. Uh, you know, this show obviously we were geeked because uh, I think Kane was in there two or three different times uh, with Team Hell No, um, him with uh, X Pac, and then I believe he also obviously made it with the Undertaker for the Brothers of Destruction, not discussion. Uh, but the top ten for WWE, Matt goes the Bulldogs at ten. Uh, Brothers of Destruction at nine, number eight, New Age Outlaws, seven, Usos, six, Legion of Doom, five, Dudleys, four, Edge and Christian, three, Heart Foundation, two, The Hardys, and number one, as you said, was the New Day. Matt, at least in the top ten, um, any surprises for that one to ten? I I would have thought, considering they have their own like DVD, I would have thought the Brothers of Destruction would have been higher than nine, but I'm I mean. I think what everybody would probably say is the agreeable surprise is the new day. I think I just, I might've just changed my tune when I read it. And I, I might've just start, this is, I think the whole point I wanted to bring it up was I'm, I'm pretty okay with that. I don't know if I would have put them in, in uh, the number one seed, you know, before I, I don't think I would have, but I, I certainly have a new top five that, uh, may or may not feature them that we'll get into in a second here but yeah that that is absolutely absolutely the the big surprise is that number one uh i i disagree i think the new day is uh probably the best pick you could do um as far as staying power feeling fresh uh being inventive being funny uh having to have that dwayne the rock johnson moment where people hated them hated them and that was all about their like commitment and effort to eventually you know go from like a over-the-top baby face where we were all like what are you guys pushing wwe and then they turned it into a heel gimmick and then it was a funny heel gimmick and then suddenly everybody loved these guys um i don't know if you know how much of what wwe had planned actually you know went and uh occurred or if it was just you know these three men getting together and making the best of this gimmick um because you've heard them talk about it on their podcast the three of them were kind of floundering they didn't know what they're going to do with their careers and you know they just kind of got lumped together in this uh tag team with uh, a bunch of potentially you know disastrous names um potentially thrust upon them uh, but the new day came together they've won tons of championships um they're they've all transcended outside of wwe 
Right. Uh, whether it is through video games or, you know, Biggie's got his inspirational cartoons. Um, you know, Kofi being a, a huge symbol, uh, you know, in the past two years of, you know, WWE and wrestling, uh, finally given a chance, a main event push, a main event title to a black superstar. So this was, this was a big deal. Um, wouldn't have happened if those guys hadn't gotten together. Um, as far as the top 10 goes, Maybe it's just, you know, the, the recency bias, but I, I could honestly knock down the Heart Foundation a little bit. And I would, I, just because of how many great matches I've seen them have, especially with the New Day, where, like you said, we would be fine watching them, you know, battle every single pay-per-view. And mm-hmm. it was because the chemistry was so good. It's like they both knew each other's moves, and so they, they both had to keep getting more creative in terms of, like, that classic tag team uh commentary line about you know they um you know they did the scouting they know each other's moves and they would still find a way to just keep raising the stakes um you know getting more creative um i could honestly put the usos probably in the top five um and i mean this the top 10 they put together is is really strong um but uh yeah i could see usos top five and heart maybe dropping down to six Fetgar uh, gave us his top five. He's got Edge and Christian, the Hardy Boys, the Dudley Boys, um, and then uh, New Day and Legion of Doom. It's very good list because uh, it's it's very similar to mine. Um, I I don't know if you're ready for me to throw mine out. I realized I needed to change mine because uh, this is <laughs> clearly clearly Mike. We're talking the top fifth top fifty WWE greatest tag teams. Um, and there was not a moment where the Harlem Before, Heat made an appearance, and I threw oh, them in my top five. So I'm, oh, gonna, I'm gonna take them out. Right, I was making a top. Fi- I was making my top five of all time. So the Harlem Heat are in there. I'm before just gonna you, change before this. you list them all, though. And uh, what would you say your criteria was for for teams that made your top five? This uh, honestly, and I'm glad you asked this question. This is purely nostalgia. This should always be who affected you the most. Like if you're trying to piece together championships and you know who had the best record, what I thought was really silly is our boy Sean Ross Sapp that I give a hard time to uh listed out like the the number of matches that tag teams had on monday night raw and trying to say that the new day didn't deserve to be in the top spot and it's like calm the calm the fuck down it's a it's a fucking list dude uh but to come up with that research um is is way overthinking it because you you could become i mean really what we're talking about here mike are, are three tag teams that should be in everybody's top 10 and it's because of a couple of WrestleMania matches really that will go down as, as legendary tag team matches. Uh, those ladder matches, of course, is what I'm referring to. Um, uh, but uh, I guess, yeah, I, I needed to change mine. So shout out to Harlem heat who uh, I unfortunately just crossed off my list and stuffed another team in there. Um, I kind of, you know, I wanted to do this and I, I, again, this all has to be nostalgia. This this has to be fueled by that. Who gives you the most good feelings, I think, is how you do this. And good feelings come from those legendary matches. Mike, good feelings do not come from knowing that they had the most matches on Raw. They don't come from knowing that they had the most wins on Monday Night Raw or most pay-per-view wins. It's those huge moments. So, uh, with that, I got to say, uh, I... 
it's Brothers of Destruction. We wouldn't be here right now. Uh, number one, easily. Uh, number two was the first tag team I fell in love with uh, when I started watching wrestling. So this was elementary school days. Mike, talking the Hart Foundation, uh, but I'm talking Owen Hart and British Bulldog. And I threw in like the honorable mention of Bret Hart and Jim the Anvil because that's really the tag team they're talking about. But Mike, when you and I got into wrestling, we had our Owen Hart and British Bulldog action figures that we would play with. So there's there's the love right there. Uh, I do have New Day in there. Um, I have Edge and Christian, and then uh, the Hardy Boys. Uh, so really, if you had gone to six, it'd probably be the Dudley Boys. Um, I, I, it's very easy probably to throw in uh, the New Age Outlaws because really... And I'm probably lying to myself right now and not putting them in the top five. When I was first trying to think of my favorite tag team, I couldn't get their name off my mind. But, you know, that's not always the best way to just, you know, whoever is the first name that comes to mind is your top five. Um, but I, 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 a lot of respect to the New Age Outlaws. I mean, who, who wasn't sitting there rattling everything off with Road Dog? Um, I can't even hear, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. Yeah, I can't. Like, it just whenever I hear ladies, I just have to finish it in my head and do the whole road dog shtick. <clears throat> Fethdar's right there. New Age Outlaws were super close. I mean, that's coming coming back to to your point, Mike. That this actually is a pretty well done list. I, I completely agree. If I if I was going to change it, going back to that top ten, I'd probably move the British Bulldogs out and. Um, I mean, honestly, if I was you know, gonna re, if I was gonna redo WWE's top fifty, I would take out any of the bottom twenty-five and, in some capacity, put in Harlem Heat because that. I know that they acquired them and they're just trying to say they're WWE exclusive that they weren't saying WCW, but I mean, they went to the trouble to put these guys in the WWE Hall of Fame, and that that was one of the first teams you and I really gravitated towards: Stevie Ray Booker. Uh, Stevie Ray being the muscle of Booker T coming in with the Spinarooskis and the crowd just used to explode for that guy. Um, and it helped build him into the singles, you know, WCW heavyweight champion that he eventually became. Um, and one of the few guys to really, you know, excel from WCW into WWF, um, you know, mainly his feud, you know, against Stone Cold. So it was for me really tough to exclude him uh, from that. Yeah, I mean, when you when we're talking like pure nostalgia, and Fethstar gave us his uh, his list here, I I do like it. It's drawing power, mic skills, charisma, in ring work. Um, it, that's that's his usual criteria. But then like, wasn't it fun watching Stone Cold and Dude Love tag team for like half a year? Like I I love that to death, and I <laughs> I will always remember that. Probably helps too that there's a video game dedicated to retelling Stone Cold's entire career. But um, <clears throat> Mike, is, is there anybody? Because what I what I also like in this list too, I just want to throw this out there. Another twenty years goes by. Because um, in this list of the top fifty, you'd find uh, certainly like we talked about the New Day. Um, you also have the Undisputed Era ranking higher than Shawn Michaels and Triple H and DX, which is. Really, I, you got to think Triple H got involved there to knock his own team back because that is a huge knockback, I think, for that team uh, to number 21 and below Undisputed Era, which I wouldn't say I necessarily disagree with. Uh, but uh, 
again, just to continue my point here, um, the New Day, the Undisputed Era. Uh, Mike, the Street Profits are number 33 on this list. Um, and there was... Gosh, there's one more. Oh, uh, I, I would put the the bar kind of on this conversation. You couldn't, you know what? The shield is a number twenty two. They probably belong in this conversation too. Um, of the question I'm about to ask, who who of those teams? Uh, uh, I guess I don't want to specifically include the new day, but who's going to be in the top ten out of those teams uh, in another fifteen years? Well. It's hard for me to put the Street Profits up there because I, I would think that Montez is probably going to go solo at some point and just be one of the biggest uh, money events in all of wrestling. <laughs> yeah. Um, maybe if, uh, gosh, if, uh, if um, you know, Moxley hadn't left, I could probably see the Shield going up a little bit more uh, because all those guys did was win matches and win gold. Um, and, and people loved them. You know, they, they did that full trajectory where they were bad guys all the way to that point where we loved them. And then once we loved them, they turned babyface. That's when they, you know, broke them up. That was, you know, the end of that story. So I can definitely see the shield kind of climbing up this list. Um, Especially if there's a, a return <clears throat> from uh, Mr. Max, because uh, I, I a don't very know. Unlikely, you... A very unlikely return. I I don't know. I I heard today uh Renee on her uh her podcast Renee Paquette thrown out there that Triple H uh actually tried to help and take care of John uh cuz he had um oh boy tendonitis I think anyways uh it was something where he was trying to make sure that uh his boy could get healthy and I think it could be something that if Vince was to step away, and I think a lot of people who are wrestling fans kind of share this idea. Like we're always, we're always fantasy booking, you know, ten years in the future, right? If yeah. Triple H were to take over, and the types of people that he was able to bring back to the WWE, and the types of talents that he saw would have made a great WWE, future WWE, and he was trying to build through NXT. I think there's a great possibility that when he takes over, um, or maybe he even creates his own company. Uh, that there, there's going to be a, a, a I, I guess, I don't know. I, I don't want to say like a mass exodus from like other brands, but there's certainly going to be uh, an easier hand to shake. I feel like in, in creating, uh, you know, a contract to have some of these guys continue to wrestle uh, into their later years and um, keep, keep making, keep making some of that money. I, I think they'd be happier to say shake triple H's hand. So I, you know, maybe in those days is what I'm guessing. Uh, Mox comes back, shakes the hand of Triple H instead of Vince, and bingo, bingo, you're in the you're in the top five tag teams of all time. It's all yeah, tight. it's uh, yeah. New ownership would definitely, I think, uh, <clears throat> kind of radically change. Um, you know, talent acquisition <laughs> from that point. As far as people, you know, I think Triple H has a, a really high approval rating. Uh, you know, not just you know. Talent, everybody, you know, almost he almost gets treated like, you know, Dusty Rhodes, where he's just this legendarily like helpful fatherly figure for so many different people who've, you know, come up through NXT, wrestled in WWE, um, you know, then are trying to build careers outside of that. So it's um, pretty amazing the impact, uh, positive impact that guys had on so many um, wrestlers lives. Um, I was going to throw uh, this. Go this goes to you and Fethdar, Mike. Um 
Do you think the relationship between Triple H or uh, Paul Levesque and Stephanie McMahon will either need to end for his own company to be created because Fethdar's right right there with me. He sees Paul making his own company. Does that relationship need to end or will it end the relationship? Uh, what, what happens first? Fethdar, you just let us know in the comments. I'll read it. <laughs> I think uh, hell would freeze over before Paul Levesque starts his own company. <laughs> you don't marry the boss's daughter and then leave. Matt, you stick around, you wait till the old man dies, and you take over. That's what he's doing. <laughs> I hope so. He's been he's been demoted quite a bit. So <laughs> I have uh, I have a couple more for you here, um, Matt, and, and feel free, Fethdar, Amy, if you're still out there. Um, I got uh, top five hot tag wrestlers, and what I mean by that is you're usually the big boy in the tag team. So if there's somebody I'm forgetting, Matt, let me know. Fethdar, North Moto, Amy. I got my new friend Sarah D's coming in. Um, these are the guys, you know, who are just standing on the apron, just holding that big, helpful hand out as they watch their poor baby face partner just, you know, get turned bowling shoe ugly uh, to steal some catchphrases from uh, our good buddy JR. Um, he might say bowling ball ugly at this point. Uh, <laughs> Matt, I had I had five guys here that 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 hopped right out, and uh, they were usually the beef of the group. And Matt, I'm gonna I'm gonna say uh, DX. It would be Triple H. Uh, Shawn Michaels would eat all the bumps, uh, just get absolutely punished uh, by the opponents, and then Triple H would come in uh, with those running knees, uh, turn the tide of the match, um, and eventually get that last you know tag for Shawn Michaels to come in, hit a you know sweet chin music. You know that's the end. Matt, so that's my five. Number four, I'm giving it to Jeff Hardy. I feel like Matt Hardy was often uh, eating all the punches and kicks uh, from the Dudleys and Edge and Christian. Jeff Hardy would come in with that extra bit of agility that you know few wrestlers, um, even today, in you know this hyper athletic um, wrestling realm that we live in, could really touch peak Jeff Hardy. Um, you know the whispers and the wind uh, would turn the tides. Um, so yeah, that was another really big hot tag. Matt, maybe a silly one. I'm going to say Big Cass. Now, I know he kind of gets it by default by tagging with Enzo, who was never going to be uh, you know, the offensive mastermind, but yeah. Enzo knew how to look like he was hit by a car. And you know, one man would reach a seven-foot-tall arm out over the ropes and save you know, this uh, uh, poor man who looked visible, you know, visibly assaulted uh with the eyes bugging out of his head um matt number two it's got to be animal um you know hawk even though he was full of beef himself uh animal would come in from legion of doom and definitely turn things around but matt i gotta say he's made three entries on this top 50 list uh and for good reason whether he's rescuing daniel bryan x-pac or even the undertaker Matt, my favorite hot tag of all time has got to be it's Kane. It's got to be. It's got to be Kane. Um, <laughs> he was the biggest. He would choke slam the, everybody in the match. Uh, just barely not choke slamming his the, own partner. Uh, not just the choke slam, the uppercut. Where he, yeah. It's not a thigh slap. You got your forearm slap, I think. Occasionally, he would even choke slam his partner onto the opponents. He would do that a few times with Rob Van Dam and X-Pac. Um, so I got to say the number one hot tag of all time has got to be Kane. Matt, is there anybody in that top five you would throw in? Yeah. Uh, 
I I would keep the big in there and put in the big show. You've got I mean big show had tag team partners all over the place. <laughs> but winning titles with Chris Jericho, The Miz, Kane, The Undertaker, Scott Hall, Sting, Lex Luger. The man was always the hero to some of the greatest of all time. Like they would take the punishment and Big Show would come in either choke slam or the big punch. So, um I I'm I'm going to say Big Show should probably be in there only because it's tough. Like you want to recognize Big Show for more than just being tall. And maybe that's how we do it. Maybe we're forgetting that he was actually a great tag team, hot tag wrestler. Yeah. <laughs> and we just we just don't we just don't give him enough. Um so, yeah. oh, and uh, the Fethdar, this is just our list. Mike came up with a fabulous idea. This is actually something, uh, we're going to have to turn this into its own solo YouTube video because this would get a ton of hints. Um, but yeah, I, if you want to recap real quick, Mike, did you have those in order? Because I feel like it's it's all over the place with this list. Cause you, oh, you said I only had to, yeah, I think I only had to switch uh, one name. How do you Maybe. feel about that big show being in there? I, I gotta say, I, I'm, I'm still, I'm not gonna take Jeff Hardy out. The only one I would maybe take out is Triple H, um, because That's, you know yeah. Big Show's got the longer resume for this. Um, yeah, you, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna put Show in there. I'm gonna, they're mostly big guys, with the exception of Jeff Hardy. I, you I have, can't take Jeff out of there because he's the hottest hot tag. Matt, sometimes he was so hot he would take off his tight nylon shirt. It was such a hot tag. He couldn't even take his own very thin fishnet shirt, and he'd come in and rescue his, his brother and best friend, Matt Hardy. Now, you had two other opportunities here, Mike, to put in Jimmy slash Jay Uso, I think would have been a fantastic answer. If um, Michael Cole can't tell him apart, then damn it, neither do I. No, it's just the idea that either oh. one would be. <laughs> uh, you have uh, probably The Rock. Uh, for the Rock and Sock connection would have been a great Biggie. answer. Biggie would have been a good yes, one. Yes, that's yeah. I was going to end on Biggie. That that is probably. Um, I mean, right now, the only reason we're, I... we're going to rank the New Day as number one, and we're going to agree that they're they should be in the top five. Um, absolutely, Biggie was always there to save Xavier Woods or or Kofi. The only King. reason I I didn't want to put him in there is because he always has that scary spear through the ropes, and it always looks like it hurts Biggie more than the opponent. <laughs> So that one always scared me. Uh, Fethdar with The Rock was a pretty good hot tag. Yeah, he he goddamn was. That crowd would explode uh, when the, the, the Rock finally entered the ring, laid some smackdown, spit on his hand a little bit, and hit people right in the face, right in the mush. And, and the last one I think worth mentioning here, yeah. and I hope I get a pop from you, or at least somebody watching. Oh, man. Matt's putting a lot on the line. He's overselling it. Let's see. <laughs> Uh, only because when he would come out, he had the moves if you that say Eric the Rowan. crowd would pop too. Um, if I say who? If you say Eric Rowan, so help me. You know, that that spinning heel kick was pretty cool. <laughs> I mean, nobody could stop that. Go I, I'm going to go with Rikishi from Too Cool. I, I think Rikishi would come out and do the, um, uh, not the 
what, what was his, his butt move where he'd squish his butt in your face? Like Stink face. Stink, stink, stink face. Thank you. Yeah, and it's, uh, Rikishi in his two cool days. Before he ran over the rock, but Rikishi in his two cool days, like he he was always there to save the, those guys, and uh, that's how the relationship started. You know, it, it was just Scotty Too Hotty and... Um, Grandmaster Sexy. Yeah, Grandmaster Sexy. Grandmaster Sexy, man. I saw and, you hesitate. Huh? One of the great tag team wrestlers of all time. Oh, I, I doubt anybody missed the hesitation or the. Um, <laughs> uh, but no, then then Rikishi came in and saved him uh, because he was involved in a, in a three on three match, and then they gave him the sunglasses and they started dancing and turned that too cool group into something that was too cool. I, I'm all for it, man. Um, I'm gonna say. I'm on board with that. Um, I could put him in there. Come in. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. All no right, problem. Mike, do we, do we have and time for a festival of uh, friendship? We don't. We don't. We have uh, one more thing I wanted to look at tag team-wise. Oh now, I know that we looked at, you know, uh, arguably top five, just, you know, in terms of performance. We looked at top five hot tags. Matt, I also put together the top five fun teams. Oh, my God. So... Well, I don't know why you're underselling it, you son of a bitch. Um, <laughs> we talked about uh, we talked about you know the criteria for you know why you would like a tag team, you know. And I gotta say, one of them, even if it wasn't about the the Sean Sean Ross Fappen, what's his name, man? Sean Ross Ross Sean Ross Sapp. I don't Jeez. know. I don't know why we're quantifying why it we... with match appearances. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. Um, we're not going to be friends on his show, I guess. Uh, not going to be guests anytime soon. Uh, but I had the ones that like touched my heart, where they yeah. either made me laugh really hard or I just fell in love with them. Man, at number five, it's got to be the Kabuki Warriors. Um, 99% of their promos were not even in English, and we still had a great time listening to whatever the hell they were talking about to each other. Uh, they would come out and do dance routines. Um, it, you know, They would bring out flutes and recorders. They would smile. Uh, they would beat up Becky Lynch and Charlotte with ropes and fire extinguishers and green mist. Um, and somehow they were just one of those teams they could literally do no wrong. We, we cheered for them when they were bad, when they were good, um, and especially when they would throw their heads back and do their evil cackle. Um, so the Kabuki Warriors absolutely make this list. Matt, at number four, it's a team we actually saw live. Um, at a Royal Rumble, and people's hearts were broken when poor Damian Sandow did not successfully cash in his Money in the Bank opportunity. And the only reason he actually got that briefcase in the first place was because of the acting performance he did as uh, the Mrs. Uh, uh, double. Um, Ms. Dow was one of the most overacts for a, a good year and a half I, I you know two years um and it was all attributed to damien committing to just absolute ridiculousness uh miming and copying and parroting every single thing the miz did matt you you can't not have these guys in there um number three i'm going in a, a legendary direction matt it's the mega powers if you haven't watched the team get together it is one of the funniest things you've ever seen in your life. Man, these guys are so powerful. 
They have to hold their own hands back before they shake hands because the two universes are about to collide. Uh, it got a little sexual when you watch it. Um, the way they they really like just embraced, you know, the man meat, meeting the man meat of the other man. Um, but you know, their their opening promo is, you know, we might just blow the whole planet up, the stratosphere, the ionic sphere, the madness of the mania. I'm still in a state of shock. I'm not coming down for a while, Mean Gene. Yeah. The mega, yeah, the mega, yeah, the mega powers, yeah. Man, if that doesn't get you jazzed, just, oh, my God, just go on YouTube. It's a two-minute segment. Uh, you're going to be jacked for the rest of the week. Um, Hogan and Randy Savage, mega powers, definitely really, really fun. Man, number two, uh, when WWE does their cuts, this has to be one of the ones that they go back and regret. Um, just the Iconics, uh, Billy, Peyton. My God, what what a tandem! Uh, they literally got to throw shade at every single uh, of the four horsewomen. They got to throw shade at the mighty Kabuki Warriors. Matt, they uh, got to turn Kayla. You go back to journalism class, huh? Did you skip that one? Hey, Kayla, <laughs> Kayla, you gotta be joking me! Oh my God, they took like shrill Vicky Guerrero comedy. Uh, up into the mega powers like stratosphere it was outstanding their timing their chemistry um it just sucks that we never really embraced women's tag team wrestling and now it's again kind of taking a backseat unless you turn on tuesday nights um but I, you know they they took it to a whole other level uh the iconics owned that division for a while as they should have um they were hilarious they're entertaining I, you know, I didn't need five-star matches out of them, but I'm going to be thinking about them as one of my favorite tag teams of all time. And Matt, give him grief all you want. I know he did probably some really weird things online, but God damn it, when Enzo and Big Cass debuted on Monday Night Raw, that was one of the most electrifying moments in <laughs> wrestling history. Uh, the whole, how you doing? Matt, I watched it from four different angles. I watched WWE shot, an alternate WWE shot, and two fan uh, handheld cell phone camera shots. That was <laughs> 20,000 people fresh off of WrestleMania screaming their heads off, doing the whole, I'm a certified stud. What was he, a bona fide stud and a certified gene? You can't teach that. That was the whole crowd just eating that up, doing the whole seven foot tall for big cast. You can't teach been... that. The smack talker, Skywalker got a mic saber for a hater. And then the promo they cut on the Dudley boys. Guys are so ugly, tears run down the back of your head to avoid your face. How you doing? Man, <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't cheering or clapping or jeering. That was literally 20,000 people laughing and Bubba and Devon having to hold back, uh, you know, their, their, their smiles because that was just masterful microphone work. And if I'm going to talk about one of the funnest tag teams of all time, you're nuts if you don't think Enzo and Big Cass are up there because we were all doing those chants. I can ask my, you know, either, you know, your wife, my lady, you know, name a name a tag team that was kind of fun in the last, you know, 15 years and they could bring up Enzo and Big Cass. And they didn't have any, you know, five-star matches. It, that's not what they were about. It was about entertainment level. And Matt, that was five-star entertainment for both those guys. Yeah, and I, I still like it, it's it's coming to my everyday conversations. I say the whole you can't teach that 
All the time. And especially when we're doing like Red Wings coverage and I'm trying to find a prospect that the Red Wings should draft. They're, you know, six foot seven. That's what I'm going to mention. <laughs> you can't, you can't teach six foot seven. Um, but uh, quick, quick shout out, Greg, all about the Iconics. Greg, you're late, my man, but glad to have you uh, aboard. Um, haven't, yeah, we haven't talked to Greg in a long time. Um, yeah, Greg, oh, throw some of your uh, kind Yeah. Edgar, what a great, holy shit. From way downtown. Like, Mike Breen was there. He'd go, bang. Great one. I could rewatch uh, those guys getting destroyed. What was it? The 2001 Royal Rumble? Yeah. Oh, my God. That was, uh, uh, un- except for, uh, who's the poor guy who, who took the header off the mat down there? And it was just played up for laughs when he ate a, a bump that probably gave him a concussion for a month. Was it Taka? I think it was I, Taka, Mishinoku. I'll t- uh, yeah, uh, you, you can take that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Jerry the King Lawler and uh, uh, JR played it up. Well, Jim Ross tried to rescue it a little bit, but, man, those guys could take a bump. Um, they were part of a very uncomfortable segment, uh, choppy, choppy, pee-pee, pee-pee, uh, but they did have their... Comedic moments for Ooh. sure. All right, there we go. Finally got it. There's up. the boys. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. That, and I by mean, the way, uh, Greg, if uh, if you're just coming in, there we go. Greg with the top five fun tag teams. That's my list. We got the Bushwhackers, iconic. Uh, men on a mission. Yeah, the New Day. I mean. He had multiple trombones. Uh, man, we, we fell in love with Francesca, Francesca Part 2, and, of course, the New Age Outlaws. Oh, my God. If you, you know, were, like, 14, uh, what? My God, was it 20 years ago almost? If you were 14, 20 years ago, there's no way you didn't, like, punch your friends in Road Dogs Ode to Dusty Roads, where you threw in a little, a little shimmy shake and then the big pop. Oh, my God. A couple jabs. Yeah. If you had to if you had to pick like your your top I don't know. I don't know if you I, if I could do a top 5 actually off the top of my head, but I have two names, two tag teams right now that I am going to play the same game I played before, but I'm not going to put you on the spot. I would absolutely put the Miz and John Morrison on like the, you know, who's leading the way right now on that list. Of course, if uh you know greg i I do like that you're bringing up uh the new day um because clearly they're never gonna get knocked off that list uh but another good one right now and i I hope everybody's had a chance to check them out because they're all in is uh the way on nxt that is a tag team that is all about fun and austin theory and johnny gargano i i don't know it's like it's it's like classic um, Laurel and Hardy stuff. I mean, knocking into each other like slapstick uh, up the yin yang. It's it's great trying to do high fives and fist bumps and and messing up the timing. Ah, just like um, you know food fights and like it just mishaps you know, that, that we'd be used to from from the thirties, forties, and fifties. You know, shorts, black and white shorts. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's just um, great stuff from them. It's super underrated. Well, uh, one that we, you know, obviously you and I are big marks for uh, Grizzled Young Vets, uh, but that's kind of in the promo work. I'd say more in ring, like like a comedy duo. I would put Mustache Mountain up there. 
Uh, for the longest time, they would do those, you know, those fakes where they would throw a fist up and you would look up and then they'd punch you in the gut. You know, it was almost like a Three Stooges routine. Yeah. Um, and then they would win, too, and they were really good at wrestling. And they also had a really good... Uh, Trent Seven, he could have arguably uh, made the list uh, for one of the best hot tags. Uh, you know, Tyler would take a lot of heat and then uh, Trent would come in and, you know, bring the power of the group. So that's another one that deserves some mention today. Um, man, yeah, I'm all, I, I have new ideas now. Like, I want to go like, all right, that's fine and dandy, but who are the best, you know, big men tag teams? And I'm like, APA and uh, Brothers Destruction. All right, we shouldn't do that. We'll come back to that. We'll do that later. We'll do that some other day. Um, you know, we we haven't really given a lot of correct, credit to uh what's going on and and other brands but um I'll, I'll at least i'll put the asterisk that the whole conversation started with the top 50 wwe tag team so that's that's a will be the long and short of it the, the undisputed era snuck in even though they've never technically been on raw or smackdown yeah, as how did undisputed, undisputed era. era make it and not harlem heat come on <laughs> man clutch up baloney um, Mike, do you want to do the Festival of Friendship? Because we are coming up on an hour. Yeah, we're, we'll do our tweet length, tweet length, uh, top three moments of each show. So we'll try Ooh, and I make like, it tight do, and concise. Can we do a tweet length for the top three? <laughs> wow. Three. If you can do it, Matt, moment number, so we're doing the top three moments, starting with three. There's always a dishonorable mention. Matt, moment number three for next Extra Time Wrestling this week. Wait, uh, so what am I doing? Am I doing all three in, in I don't know. 100? If you can... Do it. If you can't, I accept. All right. Well, this is going to be easy. Uh, the. <laughs> All right. Doesn't Champa sound very easy, M Matt. Champa Let's get these MSK. tweets out. Champa MSK number three. Number two is the number one contender match uh, for uh, the NXT women's titles. Uh, Io Shirai and Zoe Stark go over. Number one is Hit Row becoming officially a hot faction with Isaiah Swerve Scott going over Bronson Reed for the NXT North American championship. <clears throat> All right. I'll get my tweet length out of uh, AEW this week. And uh, there was their first uh, Wednesday show in a while. We would have given it more time, but this tag team stuff is near and dear to our hearts. It's we're the goddamn brothers of discussion. Come on. Uh, Matt, moment number three was the ode to the pandemic era. Yes, they did kind of butcher the uh, intro into the, the video. Um, but you know, definitely some cool highlights in there. A lot of them, John Huber, uh, focused, um, as it should have been, you know, rest in peace, Brody. We miss you, bud. Uh, moment number two is just jungle boy, uh, continuing his ascent, um, you know, into the heavens, into the upper echelon, Matt, this guy's going to be running the company pretty soon. <sighs> and moment number one, I was going to give it to the young bucks with their, their new heel, um, <laughs> facial hair one of them grew a beard the other one grew a mustache it looks really funny but Matt moment number one unquestionably was sammy 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 guevara and mjf tearing the house down man they got to start wrestling at like 9 30 uh they got like 25 minutes to beat the crap out of each other um you know uh again it's it's a we love tuning in to watch you know if i like Jericho promo still. I, I still like watching Cody matches, but anytime that the show focuses on Jungle Boy, Sammy, and MJF, it's like a you know crystal ball into the future of that of that production. So those guys are really good on the stick. They put together a hell of a match in the ring. 
particularly these two um, in the main event. And uh, it was a real treat. And a quick shout out to uh, Otis and the end of his career. Uh, now that I like what Feftar said there. <laughs> Get him, um, Feftar. Yeah, he's, uh, it, it's really sad, like, looking back a year and, like, he, he was holding, literally holding Mandy Rose week after week. Uh, he at least had some scruff to hide that neck. Or do we call it a neck? I don't want to shame him, but, I, you know, it's not the best look sometimes for uh, for our bigger bigger friends to, uh, you know, hack the beard off. Uh, definitely does a lot of protection um, in certain areas. Uh, definitely less flattering uh, for some people. Um, but I, I don't know if I'm going to lose Matt here. It looks like his, his internet cut out a little bit. And I don't know if we have a way to end the show. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I... Listen, Fethtar, I am a ticket-buying subscriber to Otis. I had a Heavy Machinery t-shirt. Uh, I, I thought he and Tucky were going to go all the way. Um, I, I thought the Caterpillar was a, a pretty funny gimmick. You know, obviously learning that his trainer was Scotty Too Hotty. And now the shaved look, I, I, I'm not feeling it yet. Um I know they're trying to get to a point where they they're comparing him and making him almost wrestle like a modern day Vader, but uh, yeah, it's uh, not the most flattering look uh, for Otis. I think we can all agree. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, I, I'm sitting here playing with uh, I don't know why, but I'm playing with the cords that are connecting my camera to my laptop, and of course, I unplugged everything. So, all right, um, Mike, thanks for um, what's the word? Uh, Carrying the show. You're welcome. You hot tagged into me and I rescued the match. No problem. <laughs> Happy to be of service. It's me and Kane up top, buddy. I was going to say filibustering, but you nailed it. All right, everybody, yeah. thanks for tuning in. Find us at uh, bodpodcast.com, brothersofdiscussion.com. Uh, thanks for uh, uh, tuning in. North Moto, Amy, Greg, Sarah D., thank you for your time. Oh, my God, and thank you for... Uh, talking to us geez it, it means so much honestly um this is this is hopefully going to be a, a a huge topic for everyone uh, if they're tuning in to check out some of the tag team stuff um but yeah find us uh, uh on youtube as the brothers of discussion uh, we now have a twitch channel where we're uh, playing some video games matt just um re-downloaded uh, the witcher 3 wild hunt onto his playstation Ooh. 5 so uh, he's probably going to be jumping in that and uh yeah if you guys want to check that out and watch along we'll, we'll see what happens and also mike we are on pace right now for watch time youtube thresholds to finally uh be able to monetize this goddamn channel uh so uh thank you for everybody that's been tuning in um it's it's been uh it's been a blast so i'm excited to hit that button once we do hit the official number but um, yeah, I appreciate uh, everybody tuning in since we've we've helped we've hit the threshold that YouTube needs to see before you can monetize. Um, not the subscriber threshold, so we have two, we have two goals to hit. But uh, everyone that's been tuning in to watch our stuff, I appreciate it. And uh, that's it. Let's sail off into the sunset. All right, thanks and you everybody. Can't teach that. <laughs> you son of a bitch.